in the garden. <coughs> I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the rose and the voice I Falling on my knee, the Son of God is closest, and He walks with me, and He talks with me, and He tells me I am His own. And the joy we share as we carry there, none of them has ever known. He speaks, and the sound of His voice is so sweet, the birds hush their singing. And the melody that he shares with me within my heart is ringing. And he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own. And the joy we share as we carry there, none of them has ever known. And the joy we share as we carry there, none of them has ever If you will, turn with me to Mark chapter 14 tonight. You know, my text isn't printed on the bulletin tonight or anything like that, but my sermon tonight is close but farther than you think. Um, And that really, that song fits. Um, You know, we'll never have the close-knit relationship that Adam and Eve had in the garden this side of glory. We'll never have that close-knit relationship that they had in the same way that they had it this side of glory. But a lot of times we get consumed with what we're doing uh, religiously that we think we're close, but we're probably a little further away than we think to Jesus. And tonight I want us to look at Peter in Mark 14, verse 27. And let's stand as we read this passage, Mark 14, verse 27. And Jesus saith unto them, 
all ye shall be offended because of me this night. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd, and the sheep shall be scattered. But after that I am risen, I will go before you into Galilee. But Peter said unto him, Although all shall be offended, yet will not I. And Jesus saith unto him, Verily I say unto thee, that this day, even in this night, before the cock crow twice, twice, thou shalt deny me thrice. But he spake the more vehemently, I can't say that word, if I should die with thee, I will not deny thee. In any wise, likewise, also said they all. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank You for this day. Thank You for this message that You've laid on my heart. Dear Lord, help me as I preach it tonight. Dear Lord, give me the words that You'd have me to say. If it be anything different than what I've prepared, dear Lord, I want to follow You through this service. Dear Lord, just forgive us of all our sins. In Your name I pray. Amen. As I look at this passage, I can't help but see Peter, a man who we would classify as close with Jesus, especially if we were living in this day and time very close with Jesus. But he was probably farther away than he thought. And as I read this, first thing I see is he had pride over humility. In verse 29 it says, Peter said unto him, Although all shall be offended, yet will not I. Although all, not me. Everybody else messes up, but not me, Lord. I won't do it. I've got it all together. Attitude of, I'm better than everybody else, because i got it all together, Jesus. That's what Peter had in mind as he begins to speak back to Jesus. Just denying the Word of God, literally. Jesus told Peter that there is a Scripture that must be fulfilled, that when the shepherd was slain, all of the sheep would scatter, and Peter said, no, that will not happen. That will not happen. He put his pride of who he was over the humility that Christ wanted him to have. And I wonder if sometimes we as church members do the same thing. We, we think we're so close to Jesus, we think we've got it all together, but guess what? Whenever we see sin outside the camp or inside the camp, we begin to judge on that sin. But I want to remind you tonight that the problems that others deal with, are the, they happen the same way we deal with problems. If you look at James, it tells us in James 1, verse 14, "...but every man is tempted..." When he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed, then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Death was our result. Death was our eternal home before Jesus entered the picture. And and every person on this planet, no better than us, had the same result. And Peter here looking at himself and saying, I've got it all together, I won't do it, Lord. I will not turn away from you, was further from Jesus than he really thought. I see practice over trust. We talked about this scripture that this scripture that must be fulfilled. Jesus told Peter, this scripture has to be fulfilled. Peter said more passionately, If I should die with thee, 
I will not deny thee. If, if everybody else turns away, I won't turn away. If I should die, I won't deny you. Jesus just told Peter, you will deny me. We are, dangerous, we are on dangerous ground when we tell Jesus what we're going to do. How often is this our case? We walk the talk, we do the religious thing, but we forget trust in the Lord. We forget to just put our full faith in Him and go about what He'd have for us to do. We are more about our practice than our trust. We assume God's will be whatever we do rather than whatever we seek as His will. What does He want from us? I, I, I look at that and I think, man, how often have I done that? I've got involved with being at church, coming to church, doing the routine each and every week, and I forget that I'm supposed to trust Him, I'm supposed to seek Him for His will in my life, then just do the routine. Here's Peter being told that he will deny him. And Peter says, no, not, not me. I've got it all together. I'm doing all the right things, Lord. You cannot say I will deny you. I'm preaching this message tonight not because I want to harp on Peter, but I think of my own life. And how often do I get in that position where I say, Lord, <laughs> I'm not going to stray. I'm not going to do anything like that. But guess what? We are so close to being in Peter's shape that it doesn't even make sense. We're one decision away from being in Peter's shape. The next thing I see as I read this short passage is proximity over relationship. If you look at verse 31, he says, I will die, or if I should die with thee. Peter was very close to Jesus. Peter spent the last three plus years... He had seen miracle after miracle. He'd seen Jesus preach to the multitudes. He was right beside Jesus the night that the Roman soldiers came and got him. He was one of the three that went up to the garden. He was close in proximity to Jesus. But he probably wasn't close relationally to Jesus. And that's where that church-going Christian falls into the place, how many times do we think that we've got it all together, that we're doing everything right because we're doing what society says we should do as Christians? We go to church, we do the right things, we, we witness when we can kind of mentality. But really, how close are we to Jesus? Relationally, how close are we to Jesus? He had lied to himself, and he had lied to Jesus. He said, I won't deny you. And we know the rest of the Scripture here that he did deny Jesus. If you will, turn over to verse 66 of the same chapter. And as Peter was beneath in the palace, there cometh one of the maids of the high priest. And when she saw Peter warming himself, she looked upon him and said, and thou also was with Jesus of Nazareth. But he denied, saying, I know not, neither understand I 
what thou sayest. And he went out into the porch, and the cock crew. And a maid saw him again and began to say to them that stood by, This is one of them. And he denied it again. And a little after they stood by, said again to Peter, Surely thou art one of them, for thou art a Galilean, and thy speech agreeeth thereto. But he began to curse and to swear, saying, I know not this man of whom you speak. And the second time the cock crew, and Peter called to mind the word that Jesus said unto him, Before the cock crow twice, thou shalt deny me thrice. And when he thought thereon, he wept. You see, we're in a bitter place, we're in a sad place, if we cannot strive to be closer to God. Here's Jesus being led away to the cross. Here's Jesus fixing to die before Peter. And it seems as if all hope is lost to restore that relationship of closeness. He's further away from Jesus than he ever thought he would be. And maybe you're here tonight and I've brought up some practical things and you think, well, maybe I'm not as close to Jesus as I ought to be. We can turn over to the book of John and see a passage. Probably a passage you're all too familiar with, but I want to look at it in a different light tonight. We see Jesus coming to the sea and His disciples out fishing. In verse John chapter 21 In verse 6, it says, And he said unto them, Cast the net on the right side of the ship, and ye shall find. And they cast therefore, and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. Therefore the disciples whom Jesus loved saith unto Peter, It is the Lord. Now when Simon Peter heard that, It was the Lord. He girt his fisher's coat unto him, for he was naked, and did cast himself into the sea. And the other disciples came in a little ship, for they were not far from land, but as it were two hundred cubits, dragging the net with fishes. As soon then as they were come to land, they saw a fire of coals there, and fish laid thereon and bread. As I read that passage, as I thought about the night that Peter told Jesus, you know, I'm not going to deny you. And then he went and he denied him. And I thought to myself, wow, the agony that Peter must have thought as that cock crowed twice. And he, the very thing I told Jesus I wouldn't do, I did. And now all hope is lost. Jesus dies on the cross. And here is Jesus coming to His disciples, reaching out to them and saying, come on in. Come get a little closer. And I want to point to you that just the three things that we went over a while ago in this passage. Look at the pride of Peter here. There's not much. Number one, he's sitting in the ship naked. But number two, he picks up his fisher's coat and he jumps into the sea. Well, They had all these fish. They had all this stuff to do. didn't matter to Peter. 
It didn't matter to Peter. He put it all aside because Jesus was on the shore. And he did everything that he could to get to Jesus. And as they came up, and as they came to that shore, it says there was a fire with coals. Guess what? Jesus and Peter had a little talk. Jesus and Peter had that fellowship that they'd been longing so much for. And as I look at that, I see that sometimes to get past our pride, we've got to get out of our comfort zones. Could care less what other we got to care less what other people think about us getting to Jesus and just go to Him. All He wanted to do that day was get to Jesus. As you came to services tonight, I hope that that was your passion. All you wanted to do here tonight was get close to Jesus. Get at His feet. Fellowship with Him a little bit. That's what it's about. But look at His practice. Did I mention that Peter jumped out of a boat? The last time in Scripture that we find Jesus jumping out of a boat, what did He do? He began to sink and He cried out to Jesus. He said, Lord, save me. This time he jumps out and somehow he becomes an Olympic swimmer and gets to the shore before the boat and the fish and all that. And he has that talk with Jesus he so longed for. You see, when we put our full trust in Jesus, we don't have to cry out to Him every time things go bad. We just go to Him. (laughs) We get to Him. We're walking in fellowship with Him and He's leading and in the middle of trouble, we don't have to cry out, Lord, save me, because we know He's right there with us and we're just following Him. But look at the proximity here. Peter could not pass up the opportunity for a one-on-one meeting with Jesus. He jumped out of that boat and he got to Him. It says they sat around, made a fire, had a little talk. His his proximity here wasn't just about being close to Jesus anymore. It was about being personal with Jesus. One-on-one. And I wonder how many times, or how many people rather, come into this church on Sundays. They do the religious thing. But they lack the personal time with Jesus. They lack that one-on-one reading His Word, letting Him speak into them. And then they lack the prayer and the communication to Him, letting their petitions petitions being known to Him. How many people don't have the right proximity to Jesus? And this last point, as you noticed... I tried to alliterate on this one because uh, I wouldn't usually use proximity. Um, <laughs> but the last thing I see here is Jesus had patience over ignorance. Peter didn't know that he was going to deny him like he did. Peter didn't know what he would go through and what he would be a part of that night. Jesus had told him, but hey, he was ignorant. Kind of like I am most of the time. I don't know what tomorrow holds. I don't know what decision that I'm going to mess up on. I don't know where I'm going. But let me tell you, we have a patient Savior. We have a patient Savior. And verse twenty or chapter 21 of John, look over here at verse 15. So when they had denied Jesus 
saith to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my lambs. He saith to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And he saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. He saith unto him the third time, Simon, love, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus saith unto him, Feed my sheep. I could get into the Greek and, and tell you all the different words here and all that. But I just want to put it simply tonight. Jesus was so patient with Peter that for every time Peter denied him, Jesus asked the question, Do you love me? Because I still want to use you. He comes back, Do you love me? Because I still want to use you. He comes back, Do you love me? Peter says, Lord, you know all things. I still want to use you. He's patient over me. When I mess up, when I make a mistake, when I'm farther away from Him than I think I am, He's patient with me. And He tells me, I love you. You love me. And I want to use you. God is patiently waiting to restore His children. I think about that prodigal son's father sitting at home with arms open. The prodigal son begins to come up the road and what does daddy do? He runs down the road to get him. That's how Jesus was to Peter. He wanted to go to Peter and gently restore him to connect that personal relationship with Peter again and to tell him, hey, you love me? Because I still want to use you. In spite of the disappointment we have caused Jesus, still He chooses to use us. And He chooses to restore that which is broken each and every time. He's good at it. <laughs> he is good at it. He's good at restoring people. And most of all, He chooses to use us, broken people, for Him. As we get ready for a hymn of invitation, I want to ask you tonight, are you a little further away than you think? If you think that you're as close as you're ever be, you'll ever be, something's wrong. We need to wake up tomorrow and want to be a little closer to Jesus than we were today. We, we need to wake up the next day and want to be a little closer to Jesus than we are today. And sometimes it just takes falling on our faces, going to Jesus and saying, I love you, Lord. Use me.